to Living Without Fear. My name is Esther Berkey, book writing expert and writer. I help you overcome your fears in life and writing your book. I offer an online course called Believe You Can Write and I support you with one-on-one coaching. Get in touch with me if you need help. And please share this podcast with a friend who you know needs to hear this episode. And I'd be so grateful if you give this podcast a five-star review so that many more people will find this episode on fear. And yes, today I want to talk about the different types of fear I had or I still have because becoming aware of what is bothering me is an ongoing process. It's a journey that probably never ends. But this is what growth means. I'm becoming aware of more and more layers of myself that wants to be looked at. So what's your biggest fear at this moment? My biggest fear in the past was not belonging. It started very early in my childhood, in my family. I grew up with my four-year-old younger brother and I remember clearly our family dynamic and it even became the fun game we always played was to pick on one of our family members and as soon as someone started we built groups. Most of the time I was with my mother picking on my father's flaws We made fun of him because he didn't eat properly using his knife and fork, but only his fork and his other hand wasn't on the table, but on his lap. Or during another meal, my father started making fun of my mother because she ate so much and so fast. And I looked at my mom and I saw her putting an immense load on her plate And I felt ashamed because I started looking at her with my father's eyes and also saw this eating monster. Or very often, my father and I made fun of my mom because she didn't know something about politics or she didn't understand a word in French because she didn't speak French at all. And during these games, with quotation marks, I was always afraid that I was the one who was picked at and I didn't have someone to join so that I could pick on or make fun of another person. Later at school, I was always so afraid of being chosen at the very end if we needed to build groups, either in physical education or in class. I was never the one who was supposed to be to be great in a group. I always felt I wasn't good enough. The fear of not belonging to a group of people I wish to be with at work or at a seminar, an event or at the orchestra. This fear was immense. I developed a great deal of sarcasm. I became very cynical. That was my protection not to be picked on or made fun of. The sad thing was 
that I treated myself the same way I treated others. I was terribly negative with myself and so I was with others. If I didn't say it out loud, I always had it in my mind. My second biggest fear was and still comes up today, not being good enough. When I was a journalist, I was never content with the articles I wrote. They, they were never good enough. My colleagues were so much better than me, I thought. Or another example, I didn't feel good enough to start this podcast. Or I didn't feel good enough to write my book, Living Without Fear, which is still with my graphic designer to be laid out nicely. Or now even thinking of doing some readings in the future, the thought comes up, who am I to present my books or my book to others? But I will grow into it. I remember when I started doing readings with my children's books, I was so afraid that the kids wouldn't like my story of Leonard and Lulu. And after each reading, <clears throat> I felt so great because the children listened and asked a lot of questions and also shared their stories with animals. And I saw it in their eyes that my story of the boy Leonor and the cat Lulu touched their hearts. What is your biggest fear? Your second biggest fear? My third biggest fear is that I'm meaningless and that I'm not lovable. I was longing for this loving relationship I never had. I wanted to be seen, understood and loved by a man. I expected it to come from the outer world until I learned that I need to shift these thoughts in my inner world. It started to change a lot when I could look into the mirror and see myself with loving eyes, when I became more and more compassionate with myself, when I recognized how much I suffered already and that I needed to be the loving mother for my inner child, the mother I never had, the mother I wished to have, and a mother I envied others for because they have this positive mother. It shifted so much and it still does because I don't look at the things that are missing, but I try to find out how I can be even more this kind and loving mother to myself. And when I hear, as I did yesterday, women at my age say, that they don't love themselves, how they look, it makes me so sad. And I started thinking how I could easily and in no time teach them to love them. But I realized it's a journey that takes time. It's not a thing I can start today and I'm done in a few weeks. It's an ongoing process. But once, you decide to go on this journey and you even stick to it. 
when you don't see any result yet, then it's going to work in, in your future. In a year or two, you'll see the progress you made. And the most important thing is you can meet a lot of great teachers which can help you. But the inner work you need to do, it's your daily choice. And as I already said, even if you don't see any progress yet, don't stop the work. That will be the biggest mistake you can do. So I encourage you to have a look at your fears, to become more and more aware of how you function, what you say to yourself and what you think of yourself and to start being this loving mother to yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much, dear listener, for still being here with me. And please acknowledge yourself for taking this time to learn how to live a life with fewer worries, fears, and hurt feelings. And thank you so much for sharing this podcast with someone who needs to hear this episode. Have an amazing day and talk to you next week.